This is a passage and a principle where we help you to think on God's Word so that our minds can be renewed to be like Jesus. Let's get into God's Word. Hello and welcome to another episode of A Passage and a Principle. Our passage today that we're going to be looking at is actually um, two different passages, but they go hand in hand. And so real quick, before we get started, I will let you know that this one will be a little bit longer than what we normally do, uh, because again, we're dealing with two passages. Um, but also, I want to let you know, if you've noticed already, we have basically cut out the blog post and are focusing more on the podcast. And what we found is that most people are listening to the podcast rather than reading the blog. And so we want to make sure that we're putting our best efforts forward in doing what's going to reach the most people and going to have the most impact. And so that's why we're focusing on the podcast at this time rather than the blog. And so as we look at this passage of scripture today, it says in Mark 4, And he began to teach again by the sea. And such a very large crowd gathered to him that he got into a boat in the sea and sat down. And the whole crowd was by the sea on the land. And he was teaching them many things in parables and was saying to them in his teaching, Listen to this. Behold, the sower went out to sow. As he was sowing, some seed fell beside the road, and the birds came and ate it up. Other seed fell on the rocky ground, where it did not have much soil, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of soil. And after the sun had risen, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns came up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. Other seeds fell into good soil, and as they grew up and increased, they yielded a crop and produced thirty, sixty, and a hundred fold. And he was saying, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And then in verse 13, the second part of this passage, And he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? How will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word. These are the ones who are beside the, the road where the word is sown. When they hear, immediately Satan comes and takes away the word which has been sown in them. In a similar way, these are the ones on whom seed was sown on the rocky places, who when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy, and they have no firm root in themselves, but are only temporary. Then, when affliction or persecution arises because of the word, immediately they fall away. <coughs> and others who are the ones on whom seed was sown among the thorns, these are the ones whom ha who have heard the word, but the worries of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desire for other things enter in and choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. And those are the ones on whom the seed uh, was sown on the grounds on the good soil, and they hear the word and accept it and bear fruit thirty, sixty, and a hundred fold. So as we look at this passage of scripture, we see Jesus give this parable. Now this parable was a was a very it's a very familiar parable. We're very familiar with it. But we have to start out by looking at this parable and asking ourselves a question. What kind of disciple do you want to be? Now, it's an interesting question because it makes us stop and think about our walk with Jesus. Uh, it should cause us to take time to evaluate and to look uh, at our lives and see not only what kind of disciple we want to be, but what kind of disciple we are. But really, when we get to that question, it's kind of misleading. Because we oftentimes will think in those kind of terms. What kind of disciple do I want to be? And rather, we should be asking the question, what kind of disciple does Jesus require? What kind of disciple does Jesus require? Now, that is better, and that's a better question, because it starts with Jesus. It doesn't start with us. It starts with Jesus. Because when we ask a question, what kind of disciple do I want to be, oftentimes we make our own criteria, 
and we can be so general. <clears throat> I want to do better. I want to serve Christ better. I, I want to, to be a, a better person. And those are all general statements because we, they, they never bring out any change because they're not specific. But when we get down to what Jesus says and ask the question, what kind of disciple does Jesus require? It makes us move and to understand this parable in a better way. And so there are four different types of people who are described here in this passage. There are, first of all, those who don't understand. Now, in verse uh, 4, it says, As he was sowing, some seed fell beside the road, and the birds came and ate it up. <coughs> now, this ground was, uh, was beaten down. Uh, it was by the road along the path. It could have been on the edge of the field or in the middle areas. Basically, it's the area where you walk. And the area where you walk, as you know, it, it sort of pushes that dirt down and compacts it quite a bit. And that's really what Jesus is saying here. It's so compacted that the seed, as it falls there, it just lays on top of the soil. It doesn't really penetrate the ground. It doesn't really uh, uh, make any kind of difference. And so, you know, that's what Jesus is saying here. Is, is that This is speaking of those whose lives are to the point where they're hardened. Uh, they, don't, uh, um, they don't receive the word. It's not there. And then when you get to the second person in this passage, it's those who are weak in faith. Uh, in verse 5, other seed fell on the rocky ground where it did not have much soil, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of soil. And after the sun had risen, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. So these are those who are weak in faith. Now, as we talk about this, the land of Israel was full of rocks, and, and this was a type of soil that, uh, that provides for immediate impact. Uh, in other words, there's an excitement there. There's, there's something that happens there, but... It, it springs up real quick, but there's really no depth of soil, and so it cannot take, uh, 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 cannot take root. Now, as Jesus speaks about this in verse 16 and 17, he says that, that this is the, these are the ones who uh, receive the word and receive it with joy, but when persecution comes, uh, they're not able to sustain because they don't have any roots. And, and really what Jesus is ultimately saying here is he's saying that, that they, they really were not believers to begin with, that they weren't genuine in their decision. They made a decision, but they weren't genuine in it. And I would say that there's probably many who are members of churches that are in that category, that maybe they've made a profession of faith, but really had no root. They really were not genuine in their decision. And so really they're not believers at all. They may be members of a church, but they're not believers at all. They've had an emotional response but really no, no genuine belief uh, there. So then we move to the third person, and these are those who are worldly. And in verse 7 it says, Other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns came up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. Now this type of ground is thorny. It's a type of ground that has the potential to choke out uh, the seed and, and its growth, and, and ultimately as we see what Jesus is saying here, it chokes out the word. It doesn't provide reception, uh, the reception that's needed for seed to grow, because, again, the thorns choke it out. Now, as Jesus speaks of this person, uh, he says these are the ones who hear the word, but they're so concerned with the worries of this world that they don't respond. Uh, they care more about riches. They desire other things. Uh, maybe they have a respect, and they pay a respect towards, uh, uh, towards the word, towards the gospel, but they really have so much other things grabbing their attention that, that they, they don't have any any um you know they, they, they don't receive it uh, they just don't receive it so so those are the first three now oftentimes people will say you know well this is describing four different types of believers but really it's not uh, what jesus is showing here is three responses that are not genuine then he moves to a fourth one and this one is genuine 
In verse 8, other seeds fell into the good soil, and as they grew up and increased, they yielded a crop and produced 30, 60, and 100 fold. Now we have what Jesus speaks about as the good soil. Now, as he speaks about this soil, this is soil that provides the environment. It provides uh, the, the great, uh, great way to, uh, um, for the seed to grow. And so Jesus uh, speaks here about those who receive the word. But he does something even greater by exaggerating the harvest. Now, for every sack of wheat that you would sow in Israel, you would hope to make uh, several fold sacks of wheat to reap. In other words, uh, you might say twofold if you ended up with two sacks of wheat in your harvest. Uh, fourth fold is, is basically the highest and the best that was known in Israel at the time. Now, Jesus gives a number uh, for the best is two and a half times uh, what was heard, uh, what was often heard as the best. In other words, Jesus says 30, 60, and 100 fold. Now, Jesus does this as an attention getter. And so what he says here is, is those who are receptive to the word, those who respond to the gospel, who respond to the word, and are genuine and sincere, then with God's word, with what God is going to do through his word in that person, we should expect more, more of a harvest. More of a harvest. Something that, that is even greater than what we can, can expect. Now, as we get down to this and we see... What we find is, is that only one of these are actually genuine believers, and that's the fourth one. So when Jesus is speaking here, he's speaking to a crowd that has many different types of listeners, and it's probably one of the three, or, or excuse me, one of the four that's listed there. But what Jesus is saying is, if you are going to, to be a disciple of his, then, then what has to happen is you have to hear the word, understand it, accept it, receive it, you have to bear fruit. This is what a believer looks like, and this is what a disciple of Christ looks like. So we have to ask ourselves, are we disciples of Jesus? Are we truly bearing fruit? Are we truly being that disciple that Jesus requires? Now, as a believer, we can act like any one of these souls at a time, but we're only called to be one of them. We're called to bear fruit. Now, you have to ask yourself, am I bearing fruit? Am I being the disciple that Jesus requires me to be? Let those thoughts go into your head today. Think on it, pray on it, seek God's uh, answer on it, and seek to be that disciple that Jesus requires. Thank you for joining me today. Let me pray with you as we uh, end. Father, thank you for this time that we've had. I pray that you would just be with, the, be with the ones who are listening, Lord. Help us to be that disciple that you require and help us to be faithful to you. We thank you. We praise you. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you again for joining me on today's episode of A Passage and a Principle.